is a girl she's a star she's got style steffi star you see her face around the town she's popular Hi, I'm Stephanie Weinstein. And I'm Meredith Keach. And we have a top producing real estate team. We can help you with residential, commercial. Investment. Investment. Vacation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. We've got you covered head to toe. Head to toe. Mm -hmm. Meredith. Just closed on a large multi. I was just going to say. Amazing. Yep. Mazel tov. Thanks. Well, so we never talk about real estate on this podcast, <laughs> and our, our manager really wants us to, but we don't. Yeah. Anyway, we have an amazing guest today. Yes. One of my dearest friends. He's fabulous. He's funny. He's also Tony's mentor. Oh. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Who knew? Yeah, mm. later. And I would like to introduce you to Mr. Steven Stein. Oh, epic. <laughs> epic intro. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve and I met, we met at Gourmet Garden. Meanwhile, you missed an epic night last night. The entire bar, I I just needed to get in and out because I was meeting Linda. One person walked in after another. When I talk about June night last night, it was fully June night. We went Monday to avoid last night. Smart. Yeah. Why has it become so popular? Every person that walked in, I was exhausted. Even my clients came in. So then I had to spend time with them, and I really wasn't in the mood to chat last night. Mm. It was just one of those nights I was tired. It was a weird day. Yeah. I don't know if the moon, something was up. And so I just wanted to spend an hour with Linda because I haven't seen her. Mm -hmm. So we went early at 4.30. No, so did everybody else. Really? And it was the best thing. There was something wrong behind the bar with one of the hoses for the drinks. Huge spurting water, spurting water all over the bar. Yep, Meredith and Lee Rappaport, you know them. Mm -hmm. Lee was livid. He goes, I need a new drink. So they clean up all the water. They give him a new drink. He sits back down. Now Angus comes behind the bar. He fiddles with something. Flying all over the place. All over the place. Everybody got wet. I was hysterical laughing. Lee was livid. He said, that is it. I am moving to down the bar halfway. I said to Meredith, is he hangry? She said, no, he's not even hungry. I said, oh, well, he's just angry. Hmm? Yeah, but then they settled down in the middle of the bar and everybody was happy, but it was great. And it it turned out to be a late night? Not that late. Well, you started at 4.30. I I got home at 11, it was fine. What? 4.30 to 11? That's a weekend. Right? I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. I tried to speak out and people were there. was just... Holy. I just want to know, did you start with your normal um, kettle one martinis and then go to kettle and soda? Or did you... Well, to be honest, I really wasn't drinking last night because I was feeling weird. And, but I was very excited because Bob, they got new olives. Really? Now, when it was my birthday... Steve Stein was wonderful. He went out and got me some epic olives because he wanted me to have a delicious dirty martini on my birthday. Where were the olives from? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember where I got them, but they were... it Like legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it changed the entire 
Martini. Okay. It was I think amazing. I went to Whole Foods and I yeah. went, you know, went to, yeah. were they blue cheese stuffed? I don't even remember. Uh, but I took one sip and I said, this mm. is mm. delicious. Mm. So now they've changed. So, yeah. So he had bad olives last week. Mm. And I said, these are bad olives, Bob. Yeah. By the way, a little plug for these guys. Yeah. yeah. Aperol spritz now. They oh. never had Aperol. So now you can get an Aperol is spritz. Is it because you? Uh-huh. Why do you like the Aperol? It's a little so bitter to me. It is bitter. However, if you do it right, it's great. I didn't like Aperol spritzes at all. Yeah. Just got back from Italy a few weeks ago mm. and happened to have a bunch of them. Yep. So I asked a lot of people, a lot, maybe a handful of people, how they make them if I enjoyed them at that restaurant. Yes. Oh. It's really about the the combination. So how much Aperol? I think it's um, one, uh, uh, one third Aperol, two thirds Prosecco, a little bit of uh, s- uh, soda water, yep. and a piece of orange that I squeeze in. And the orange gets rid of the bitter for me. Ah, so it's like a thirst quencher. It's a thirst quencher and something Ice? you can. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can drink it all day. Did Bob make you one? It'll eventually get to you. Yes. Oh. Under under close scrutiny of my wife, who is far more of an aficionado when it comes to that. I time. have those ingredients at my house. Should you make one tonight? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. So two, two ice. Yep. Two fingers of Aperol. Okay. Uh, almost to the top with champagne. Yeah. And then leave a little bit for a splash of soda. Yeah. And then take a slice of orange and squeeze it in there and stick it in. We should have had them today. That's yeah. rude. That yeah. sounds lovely. If you were Carrie Rapolo. Carrie Rapolo came on. Him. Right. Now I didn't write. I we, didn't. You didn't. I didn't prep him. No prep at all. I could have said, feel free to bring a drink. I mean. I did Diet Coke. Carrie didn't. She wasn't prepped. No, yeah, but she did it as a surprise. Yeah, she, we were here for the derby. We were talking about the Kentucky Derby, so she made us mint juleps. Then we got drunk, and then we don't even remember what we talked <laughs> oh, about. Oh, that's fun! It was, as you would say, epic. Epic. And now I do love the word epic because of Steve Stein. Mm. Now let me just talk about his wife Denise for a minute, okay. because Denise is an angel walking on earth. Mm-hmm. She is one of the most amazing people. She is stylish. She is cool. She is a decorator, but. On a side note, she after the day my mother passed, yeah. Denise had a dream about my mother. Oh, this is the one. This is, mm-hmm. yes. And she said, Steve, I just had a dream about Lois. And then she's like, it was very strange. And she went through the dream. And then she kind of went down Facebook and saw that my mother had passed. And I can't even go into the dream because I have goosebumps. But Me too. De- Denise and I are very connected. Hmm. Very connected. And I love her. So she's so you. cool. So Alexa and Alexa nannies for Denise and Steve's grandchildren. Oh, the ones in yes, their granddaughter Needham. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, huh. yes. Hmm. And so, and even to back up even more, so after we connected at Gourmet Garden, we became very friendly. We like to refer to Steve as our rabbi, <laughs> and this is where the mentoring comes in for Got Anthony. Mm. So anytime I had a problem with Anthony, I said, you know what? I'm reaching out to your mentor. I think that's smart. And then I would reach out to Steve, complain, and then Steve would reach out to Anthony. It was great. Brilliant. Yeah. He is extremely receptive. I will say that. He's coachable. Um, No, it doesn't mean he implements, but he's receptive. got it. So the conversation happens, and it's more about philosophically how we may deal with a situation versus how we dealt with a situation Mm. or, or our dealing. So just... Not necessarily a right or a wrong, just a different approach. So I'm I'm nobody's gift to anybody. I happen to be really uh, fortunate at relationships. 
mm. whether it's business or personal, whatever. I'm friendly with people from growing up and from high school and college and people I met on vacation 20 years ago that I was with for three days and I still keep in touch with them. So it's really about relationship and communication. And Tony and I talk about it all the time. And I say, well, listen, you've been, you, you make up your own mind, you want it your way. But if there's somebody else that it's going to affect, <laughs> you got to pay attention. Right. And sometimes that person has to come before you, mm. whether it's going out for cocktails, whether it's going out for dinner, whether it's just staying home and doing nothing, what, what TV show you're going to watch doesn't matter or how you handle a situation. So there have been a handful of situations where we've had conversations <laughs> about strategies and how to act or react. And he's receptive to it. Whether he implements them at home, I don't ask questions. I feel like Anthony's a changed man. Thanks to Steve Stein. He's a Jewish white man now. <laughs> he's very Jewish, and he knows all the Jewish songs. So he does. every once in a while, after a late night at Gourmet, you might hear us break out into Jewish songs. Yeah. I mean, a religious influence isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Right? No, no. because it's more traditional than it is anything else. It's really not yeah. about religion. It's yeah. about the tradition that goes behind it, and that's what yeah. makes you feel good. Right. Right? So everybody believes in everything, and we would never shove it down anybody's throat, and, right. vote, and nor do we enjoy when they shove it down ours. But you're right. Yeah. That religious in influence is it just so it makes you feel good. Right. So when we go outside and we're singing a song because yeah. Stephanie's happy and she had a good night and yeah. and she's celebrating her night, it's not a religious song. It right. just happens to be in another language. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jewish songs make me happy. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, listen, they make me happy too. So. We love it. Yeah. A song I was listening to today, The one of the lyrics spoke out to me. She said, um, I want to be where there's music and laughter. Amen. Right, that's all we want. Amen. Is that all we're looking for? We just want to have fun. Well, personally, at this stage, I just want to have fun. Hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. Not looking for drama. I don't want it. I'm not interested. Yeah, and feel good. I want to feel good. Steve, I, I'm. So, <clears throat> as I've said to my wife and a bunch of my friends, when it comes to friends and people I hang out with, the older I get the more I prefer four quarters to 10 dimes. Mm. So it's not, I, I know a million people, I have a million friends, I'm very fortunate. Uh, my wife and I are social people and I'm an, uh, like Stephanie, I'm a talker. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> I said like Stephanie, I'm a talker. And for me, it's just about quality of life now. Mm. And I, I worked for the, in a corporate environment for a million years up until a few years ago and I decided it was time to make a change and I did. And part of it was embracing that spirit of, okay, here, here I am in midlife, young midlife, but midlife. And I, I just need to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I do, I've got to take advantage of time because I don't get any more of that. Right. Right, so money, maybe you can make a little, you, you can always make more money by doing something. You can't get more time. Right. So I spend as much time with my friends and my family and my grandchildren and my wife and as I can, yeah. not to say I don't work a ton because I do, but certainly a life change. What do you do for work? So, um, should we start on your backstory of what you did in corporate America? We can because it led to this. So, I spent 25 years running automotive dealerships. Mm. So, working for guys like uh, the Prime Motor Group and the Herb Chambers companies. Um, and I worked at uh, mostly luxury dealerships, uh, Lexus and Mercedes Benz and Porsche Audi. Um, and I, I spent 20 years working my way up the ladder from a pre-owned manager to a general sales manager and then became a general manager um, and then a corporate general manager um, 
with you know, some certain oversights for five different stores for the Gallery Automotive Group, which uh, used to be it was Gallery, then it was Prime, and now it's uh, st- still there. But like BMW Gallery on Route One in Norwood, and Volkswagen and Mazda. So I had some pretty great jobs along the way and learned tons. Um, and decided after a million years of that that six and seven days a week, 12 to 15 hours a day, plus commuting, blah, 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 was enough for me. Mm. So I resigned from my corporate America job to go into business with a gentleman I knew, um, opening a uh, luxury and exotic uh, automotive, used automotive dealership, and COVID hit. Mm. So that ended abruptly. Uh, he still opened months later, um, but I wasn't going to sit around and wait for to find out what this COVID was and how long it was going to last. Um, so now to answer your question, what I do is I own a company called The Wheel Guy. Wheel. Wheel. W H E E L. Wheel. 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 Like the like the four things on your car and the one that you might have in your trunk. And we provide automotive wheel repair for primarily dealerships, about thirty of them. And what that means is, uh, let's say you're driving down the road and you hit a curb. You do hit curbs, I and do. everyone knows it. And yeah, you, I do. You hit a curb. You hit yeah. you. You hit a pothole. You Front get right. road rash. I've seen it. Yeah. By the way, right way more than left. In fact, I did it this morning. <laughs> Figures. Left so side. We're the guys that go in. <laughs> Good news. You can get that fixed. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have uh, four mo- mobile units on the road. And we cater to almost 30 dealerships. I didn't even know that, Steve. Yes. I thought it was just to like us people. Dealership, not an auto body shop. Correct. Got it. So we'll go over to, we'll take care of 15 dealerships just on the Autumn Island Norwood. From uh, Kia all the way up to Aston Martin and BMW and Mercedes and Porsche and, and, you know, Audi and Acura and blah, blah, blah. So what happens is uh, I go and I... Uh, view the inventories and I make lists and I talk to the right people and get some approvals. And then I send the the crews out to spend a half a day or a day or two days in a specific dealership repairing the wheels so that when a customer comes in to look at the car, it presents properly. Because the last thing you'd want to do is walk over to buy a used car and see, oh my goodness, that wheel is all chewed up or curbed up or there's a big scrape or there's a chunk out of it. So we have artists that work for us who are wheel technicians artists and brilliant yeah and and basically um it is a they are mobile workshops so inside of the trucks we have um we have generators and compressors and spray guns and uh wheel straightening machines and all kinds of exhaust and ventilation and um and the guys do the repairs physically on the property so that Instead of most companies where you have to go to them or bring a car to their shop and leave it there, we go to the dealership. The cars never have to leave the property. We do anywhere from 15 to 30 wheels per truck per day. Uh, At least that's the capability. And 90% of what we do is for the dealerships. And then 10% of what we do with zero advertising is for consumers like yourself. You know Stephanie. Stephanie tells you about this friend of hers. She sees the wheel on your car. It's damaged. You go on the internet. You Google wheel repair locally. And I, you know, we show up. Um, and a lot of the times we will have a customer meet one of our mobile units at a dealership. And we'll repair their wheels while they wait. Repair them while they wait. They look brand new. They look brand new. That's brilliant. Tony had it done. 
on his yeah. other car, and now he's calling you because he needs it done on his New car. current car. Yeah. But it's you must incredible. have learned this uh, deficit from your years so I knew managing. There, yeah, I knew there was an opportunity um, running stores. I knew there was an opportunity, A, to do it because there were only one or two guys that did it, companies. Mm-hmm. Um, B, um, a friend of mine had suggested to me that I – seriously look into it because of the connections that I had and my ability to talk to people in dealerships who I've worked with over the years and formed all these great relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made four phone calls and said, hey, to four people I knew, either owners or guys who were in dealerships and said, here's what I'm thinking of doing. If I decide to do it, will you give me a shot? And if we do a good work, will we? Will you use us? Three of the four said yes. So I did some math and put it together. I said, well, I got a COVID thing. I can actually go work because the automobile industry was, um, you know, an exception or critical or whatever it was called. And we started three years ago in June. Wow. Right right at the beginning of COVID. And it has been an epic transformation. It was myself, um, my, my um, friend slash... Um, Vendor slash sometimes partner, but he owns his own business. Uh, his name is Dave. Uh, it was Dave on a truck and me hustling and grabbing keys and bringing cars over to him. Um, and now we have four trucks and three guys on the road. And we have a, a shop um, in Randolph where we do uh, stripping of wheels. Um, so let's say it's really ruined or you have silver wheels and you want them black and you want to do something that's really custom. We'll strip them down to bare metal. We'll fix all the damage. We can weld it, weld a cracked wheel. We can weld in material if there's material missing, and then we can powder coat them. And we can we have a, a CNC lathe. So if you make a black wheel and then you put it on a lathe, it'll cut all that black off. So leave it, it'll leave the black in the background and and machine finish off the front of it. And then we put powder coating on it and bake it, uh, which is kind of cool. So it's really. Who knew? And by the way, I, I couldn't fix a wheel for anything. Don't so know. So my mind, I have lots of questions. Yeah, go. Okay, my first question is, we have to get into wheels after because I knew none of this with wheels. Yeah. I would imagine most people listening didn't, other than Sam and Jamie maybe. Enjoy. Right. Um, scalability. Mm. So that's something that I am really keen to watching lately mm-hmm. people's inability businesses inability mm-hmm. to scale and then they fail so you started out one we talk about the catalyst for the moment how it came out and then you started with dave in a van and you running around with keys That's it. and then how did you scale from there uh, so fortunately, again, going way back to before we started talking about that, relationships. Um, so I started with three customers, three dealerships. Um, uh, Herb Chambers, Lexus, and Hingham. Um, Audi in Norwell and Porsche in Norwell. Those were my first three dealerships. And Dave and I were servicing them as often as we could. And everything was going great. And I happened to run into a friend or a dealership where somebody knew me and saw online or something that I got, you know, I have a new position listed on LinkedIn or I listed something on Facebook or I ran into them at a restaurant because that's 
restaurants and food, another thing for me. Yeah. And, you know, what are you doing now? Why aren't you doing mine? Um, okay, we'll do yours. And then we got to the point where that happened so many times that we maxed out the capacity of the truck. Dave said, we got to get something. We, we got to find somebody else. I said, well, how are we going to do that? I said, you know, training's going to be <clears throat> all you because Dave's the one that the, was, was the artist, is the artist. And we were fortunate that somebody knew somebody who was not working at the time and who had a tiny bit of experience in the wheel business. And we interviewed him and we brought him on. And how, his, how, how long into your process did this, did you hire your first employee? One year and one month. Mm. So we did our first wheel together. I started in um, April, uh, right after, right as COVID hit. I started in April, but we started doing physical repairs June 27th of 2020. And in July of 2021, we brought on Chaz, who these guys are um, both in their 20s, Dave older than Chaz, um, Dave's the boss. And <clears throat> they're both like sons and partners and friends to me all at the same time. So juggling that relationship part was important to me. Teaching them all the things that all the skill sets that I was lucky enough to learn over my career, um, teaching them how to deal with people on another scale, on a, on a corporate level, thinking for them and setting expectations and expectations and so on and so forth. The bottom line is we provide something that none of the other wheel, re wheel repair companies do. <clears throat> we have immediate service available for all of our dealers. If a customer comes into the service department and didn't have an appointment and they need wheels done, they get done the same day instead of having to wait a week or two, which is customary. Um, and because of my knowledge of the inner workings of a dealership, I know it's expected at every step of the way, from the consumer to the service writer, to the service manager, to the sales manager, to the general manager, and to the bookkeeping department and so forth. So the transition for me was very easy because I could speak their language. Scaling, um, it was difficult. It took Chaz about six months before we allowed him to go to a client on his own with his own vehicle. So he and Dave worked together for about six months, um, and th and <clears throat> and he is he is the top producer. He is a twenty three year old, very bright young man who is a hustler. Work get, goes to work early. He'll work till eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Doesn't care if there's work there and he can make money. He's going to chase it. Um, he's been with us for two years now. He's twenty percent of the way to his uh, ten year bonus, which that's a different story. But a little, a little carrot at the beginning. He commented about a watch somebody was wearing, and I said, "You like that watch?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "That's a ten thousand dollar Rolex." I said, "You hit ten years with me, I buy you that Rolex." Oh, I love that. So <clears throat> the relationship relationships is how I scaled. Um, I never had to go in to solicit an account. Um, whether friends of mine run dealerships or own dealerships, they were calling us because they heard, A, we're available. B, we're in the area. We have more than one unit, one truck. We're the only ones with more than one truck in the area. So we usually have three on the auto mile and, and on any given day. Never mind when we go to Shrewsbury or the South Shore or wherever else. Um, and the same thing happened. We maxed our capacity. We didn't have the ability to service everybody. And I had people call. 
So we brought on a, we bought a third truck and we brought on a third guy and he was with us for a while and gone, but we've since replaced him and we have somebody on the road now who's been with us for about four months and he's almost ready to go on his own. Um, looking for a body. If anybody knows anybody, we're looking for, we're looking for somebody. Um, and the help is the hardest part, like everybody else. Um, if you're a hustler, if you're a young person who's phys- you know physically capable, you don't have to be strong, you don't have to be talented, we'll train you. It's six or seven months of training, pays pretty good. Um, ultimately, the pay will be great You know, once you're on your own and you're servicing dealerships. Scaling, um, we are now at max capacity again. I just turned down a um, big dealership, uh, with, well, they have two two different franchises on the auto mile that uh, I didn't want to, but I can't. If I can't, if we can't service them a certain way, I won't take it just to get some extra business. It's right. not not for me. Um, and I have a friend who wants to take it big, wants to take it nationally, wants to whether it's a franchise, whether it's a corporately owned thing that we blow up. And I said to him, I'm almost, I'm not, but I'm almost sixty years old. I'm fifty nine. And I got 10 years left, and that's not what I want to do right now. I don't want to go through the pain and stress of building a an empire. Business is great, life is great, kids are great, grandchildren are great. Um, if my friend wants to make the investment of the dollars and the time, because he thinks what I have is of value, maybe we take a shot and we do something bigger. Um, but the scaling part, the best part about it is we grew organically. So we didn't force 20 pounds of garbage into a 10 pound bag. It happened all by itself. And we grew because of <clears throat> reputation, not only of the finished product and the service and timeliness and honesty and hardworking but because of the reputation um, and relationships I made over the years in the car business. So I finally figured out after 25 years being in the car business how to leverage those relationships that I made. Um, And here we are today, and I'm sure there's wood underneath this table, knock on wood. Life has changed dramatically. Um, Still work a ton. Um, Married to my best friend and will continue to scale and continue to, you know, service people until I decide that there's a beach somewhere with my name on it. Well, I I think you've you've glossed over a few of the harder pieces, right? So you are building relationships, you have people who want your service, but you've also had the ability to see that you need to hire, that you need to buy a new truck, that you probably need to have your um, a bookkeeper, an accountant. You need to have all of these this infrastructure in place mm-hmm. and the and and that too is part of the ability to scale right it's one thing to say to get out on social media or to talk to the public and say who who wants my service right and, mm-hmm. and then you get a need but you can't service or the ability to say i can't scale to that ability to be able to take on those two new dealerships because we can't service the client the way that we believe they should be serviced mm-hmm. and so the ability to say I can't take your business right now is also something that not everybody is able to do. I've experienced it personally, right. where you have someone string you along for a period of time and then it becomes a waste of my time. And mm-hmm. now I'm aggravated right. when you could have just been honest up front to say, I can't take your business right now. I don't have the ability to scale. Was this your front door? <laughs> no. Oh. 
<laughs> but she had a heck of a time finding someone to hang her front door. <laughs> but that ability, right? Like local carpenters, are, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. They're overwhelmed yep. with need and mm -hmm. business. And no one seems to be able to scale. And and it, it, that's a, the best example we see on a daily basis in our business, right? Is people, so many people want to want to renovate their kitchen or want to do that. And out of COVID, um, you know, the lockdowns, there was a boom, there were booms in other areas. And it's fascinating, but Stephanie and I had the same, I right? was just going to say, we did the same thing. Yeah. And we merged in order to be able to scale because right. business, when you when you grow your business and grow your business, you still at the end of the day have to service your client. Right. So you can have all this need and that's good and well, but you 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 don't ever want to sell out. Correct. You know, that's that's the end game. And you want to be able to continue to service. And it sounds like you're doing it beautifully in a way that you're not giving up your life. And that's the wisdom of age, right? You're not giving up your life and you're at this beautiful stage of the game. So working 18 hours a day away from what makes you happy is not going to continue to make you happy. No. But work is also fun. So we, I mean, we've all talked about this. Like Stephanie doesn't work. Right. I don't work. You don't, I'm sure, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. I mean, she knows everybody, no matter where she is, there's either um, a soda or a drink or whatever, but there's always a conversation and a laugh and, it's it's not work. It right. becomes very. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are skill sets there that people would, you know, would would die to have. Right. Um, it's not work. And when I'm, you know, I get home and I scarf down a quick dinner, and then I'm downstairs in my office doing paperwork until one o'clock in the morning while my wife's upstairs sleeping. It's not. I don't complain about it's it. Fine. It's not. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I'm. I'm I'm home. Yeah. I'm fortunate. Yeah. I'd either be sleeping, watching TV and eating something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I can be downstairs doing my paperwork, which right. is perpetuating and. Yeah. And it keeps you happy. Oh. And you see, no, it's never too late. No. It's never too late. No. You're like, this is amazing, the yeah. space you're in right now. Right? Middle-aged, yeah. left his corporate job. Yeah. And now is a success again in your own business. So fortunate. So uh, there's no luck involved, by the way. Mm-hmm. So right. everybody, All right. I, I could be humble, yeah. which I'm, I do it with humility. I could be humble and say, you know, I'm just lucky. Th there's no luck involved. No. It's all skill and all relationship. Right. Period. Not all my skill, by the way. Right. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So it's skill sets that if you don't have them, you need to find the people that do mm -hmm. and you need to teach them how to maximize their ability to use those skill sets right. to help you achieve your goal. They're partnerships. Amen. I love partnerships. And I say it to every dealer, they say, you know, well, you know, when we hire a vendor, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm not, a, if, if you're looking for a vendor, I'm not your guy. It's a partnership. Yeah. And I'll prove to you it's a partnership. Right. Because I'm going to do for you, and in return, you're going to do for me. He says, what am I going to do for you? I said, you're going to provide me more business because I'm servicing you so well. Right that it makes it easy. Right. You're the solution. It's a, yeah, absolutely. You're the guy. I am. I got a guy. I, You're the guy. The I got guy. a wheel yeah. guy. <laughs> right? So when I Who knew I'd have a wheel guy? <laughs> when I decided when I decided to do this and I'm thinking, all right, now I got to think of a name. Yeah. And I'm not that creative. Yeah. I was creative enough to think, okay, let's say you don't know anything about the wheel business. Yeah. You don't know anyone in the wheel business, but something happens to your wheel, whether yeah. you're in a dealership or you're a consumer, and you need to get your wheel fixed. Yeah. 
Who do I call? A guy. You call you the wheel guy. guy. <laughs> it's brilliant. Right? You call the wheel guy. It's brilliant marketing. Somebody says, I got a wheel guy. Yeah. I got a when wheel I say, guy. I drove over another curve. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steph, who am I supposed to call to get my wheel done? Just call the wheel guy. Yeah. Call the wheel. Yeah. And by the way, I think that's brilliant that you are not exclusive to your dealerships, although that's the lion's share of your business. But when you have a friend, best. you can service them. You can help them. You're the wheel guy, right? Best, yeah. And that also has wisdom because that friend might be an additional key to the next partnership. So it totally is. Yesterday, we finished a job for a very, very, very discerning customer. Mm. Now, I don't oh. I don't know him. He happens to live in the same town. We were introduced by the Mercedes dealership in Westwood. Um, and the guy wanted to talk to the the wheel guy. Yeah. So we talked. We played a little what we call Jewish geography. Who are you? Happened to live 60 seconds from each other in the same neighborhood. His cousin's a friend, blah, 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 blah. Very nice guy. Does he know me? He does. He does? Well, they all do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so exciting. Who doesn't know you? True. <laughs> but he drives fancy cars. And he's got a Ferrari and a Porsche and a Mercedes and blah, blah, blah. And he wants the wheels done. So we talk about it for a while. And a two-minute conversation turned what he into wants. an hour. No, knows what he wants. Yeah. And Oh, an hour talk. Was very, uh, yeah, was was um, had no problem telling me how particular he is. Okay. I said, no problem. Fine. Yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. We picked up the car at the dealership. We brought it to the shop. We did what we did. Made some adjustments. Sent him some pictures. He got the car back yesterday. And... This was the guy that told me he, you know, he's meticulous about his cars. So I get a text after he picked his car up with wows and exclamation points and oh my god, and you have a customer for life, and I'm going to tell all my friends and all my colleagues, and oh oh my god, and I can't believe it, and I got a, I actually used a magnifying glass and blah 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 blah. Wow. So that for me, wow. yeah, that's it. Yes, it's a win. Done. That's it. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much money I did or didn't yeah. make off. Right. Zero. You did your job. Mm-hmm. You accomplished your goal. So epic. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I use it a lot. You know, I love it. You know how you go through phases? <laughs> yeah. I got it from my son-in-law. Oh, you did? I got epic from my son-in-law. It's such a great word. I've never gotten rid of amazing, though. Well, I still, I do fabulous a lot, but you epic, but I've been, I've been throwing epic in. So. It just takes it to another level. Can I talk about epic, though? Sure. I mean, the thing about epic is. Meredith was an English major, by the way. Epic is a once-off. It's an epic event. Meaning, it's not amazing. Epic is the pinnacle. Yes. That's the be all to the end all. So if you use it daily, it diminishes. That's not true, Meredith. Most of our experiences are epic. You could totally make that argument. You could. So you're 100% right. It is the pinnacle. And it was, interestingly enough, um, a consideration in the name of my company when I first started thinking about names. What? Epic? No, no not what? <laughs> Epic. <laughs> um, I, I told you about it for my son-in-law, and I just thought it was... So it's kind of like Yiddish, and I don't know... I know you have... Stephanie's your friend. Some things you say in other languages that don't have a direct... Don't transfer. They don't tr- translate exactly. Yeah. They just mean the perfect thing when you say them. Yeah. Yenta. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me? I just said hello. Uh, the fact that you thought I was referring to you. Well, I think your hand went this way. Oh, it may have. Yeah. It, it may have. 
Uh, I, but I'm a Yenta too, so it doesn't. It's it's all good. But you're right. Epic is the pinnacle, and but I think this goes back to a little of what we were talking about about no drama, how we want our life to be right now, and how great everything is. Mm. And to me, because I'm doing these things or living this life that I didn't live before, mm-hmm. it is epic. It's mm. epic. Got it. So. It is the pinnacle. Mm. It's the best martini. It's the best Diet Coke. It's the best lobster roll. It's the best hug from my granddaughter. Um, My son-in-law for Father's Day took myself, my son, and his dad out for a dinner in Boston just last week. It was a delayed. We need to hear about this. We went to a restaurant called Oya. How do you spell that? O-Y-A. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Touted as one of the 10 or 15 best sushi restaurants in either the country or the world. <gasps> and in in our area? In Boston, in the, in the financial district. Oh. Oh yeah. Mm. 30 some 30 seats, 35 seats maybe. That's it. One yeah, one seating a night. It's a prefixed dinner, so they bring you 20 20 bites, 20 courses they call it. Um it is not for the faint of heart and I, I'm not talking about the food because any even if, even if you don't like sushi, it's not sushi the way we eat sushi. Mm. It's not a roll, a sushi roll on a plate, and it's it's these layers and flavors, and it's everything's one bite, mm. and they're magnificent, and some wow. are fresh, and some are savory, and some are blah blah blah. So anyway, ridiculously expensive mm. per, per, by the person. Mm. If you do a wine pairing, you add on one hundred and sixty dollars a head. Mm-hmm. <gasps> if you, it's nuts. But as a treat. Mm. He took us all out to dinner. It's an experience. It is an experience. Now I've that you enjoyed together. Unbelievable. It was epic. Epic. It's not something I'll. So it, it's an experience that I've never had. But it's called omakase, which is chef's choice. So you don't you don't get to. Oh, you don't pick anything off the menu. No, you the just sit down. Sushi, I'll have the tuna and salmon. Right. Right. No. Exa- not so much. None yeah. of that. Yeah. But there is tuna and salmon, but it's just not the way you order it and not the way you want to prepare it. It's the way they want to prepare it. So it's, you know, it's a, a very thin piece of salmon with a citrus, uh, with a some sort of a citrus sauce that has um, uh, Ocetra caviar and caviar foam with a, with a, uh, who knows, some obscure this, crunch. This amazing ability to blend flavors and Flavors textures. and textures and layers right. and, yeah. Oh, I love that. It really epic. epic. Were you plutzing with every bite? Or yeah. were there some of them where you said, eh. And there were four of you? There were four of us. How did you Wait. get there and back? Drove. Who drove? Drove, parked. I, my son came to my house and he and I drove in together. Okay. My son-in-law works in the financial district, so okay. he, he was stayed. there already. Okay. His dad took in an Uber. Okay. So my son-in-law took his dad home and I took my son and I went home. Got it. And you could park around there? Well, that's a different story. But yes, I found that's this. That's why I asked. I, it's such a pain in the neck to get Meredith in Meredith prefers city. a driver. There's a, so I don't, city. I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. I was very, very frustrated. It took us an hour and a half to get to Boston yeah. when it should have taken 40 minutes. Yeah. And then I couldn't find a spot. So I parked in an illegal spot. Yeah. Did you get a ticket? I was prepared to pay the 50 bucks. I would have just, it would have been part of the, you know. Right. But no. You're kidding. I didn't. Well, aren't you lucky? Yeah. I wedged my car right in between two in a place I shouldn't have parked, right in front of the restaurant. And- that's after driving around the block a few times. And we were good. Parking makes me angry. So anywhere, anytime I'm going somewhere. The parking's the worst. Is there parking? 
You know what, though? My husband and I are going out to dinner on Saturday night with some friends who live in Canton, and we're going to go over, I think, to Westwood Station, whatever that's called. To Fresco's Grill? Yes. That's where my son works. Oh. You got to say hi while you're there. I will. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I kind of want to hire Darren. Even for that? Yeah, but your husband doesn't drink that much. No, it's not even that. It just having a driver takes the pressure off the night. Easy, easy parking there, though. It is, but, but I'm just saying, like the the hiring a driver to go somewhere is awesome. It's it's a different experience when you hire someone. And maybe I'm not part of the Uber generation, so I didn't do this when I was younger. It was always just, and sure, I could drive my husband, and that's what we'll do. But I'm just saying, it just is a very different experience when both you and the person that you're going out to dinner with or your group all gets into a car together. No one is worried about them driving or being responsible I or any we, of it. It's wonderful. I think we <laughs> I think we should do that. You and me and Tony and Denise. Yes. From now on, we leave our cars at home. Yes. We have a driver. We have by the way, Angus has picked me up at home before to bring me to the restaurant. That's a whole different story. But it really I love that. The my whole tenor would, of the night right. changes. My wife would be ecstatic. Yes. It really is. It is dramatically different. And look, it's not that expensive. You know, you're not paying their salary for the year. Right. It's just added to the expense of your night. Big deal. Pay them. Venmo. Done. I, I agree. We're doing it. Yeah. We should totally so do it. We're, we're doing it. I mean, it. there have been nights where people have asked me, hey, Steve, are you okay to drive? Yeah. Actually, I have a text well, from Steve last drinking. week. Yeah. There's the drinking component of it, right? Right. And yeah. like, okay, so if everybody's having cocktails, one person can't. Now that changes the dynamic a little so bit. So true. Or even if you're not drinking, it just is like, I don't have to drive tonight. I don't have to be responsible. I don't have to be focused. I can leave at any point. Totally you know, whatever. It is, it is dramatic. Fine. You've talked us into it. Yeah. Totally agree. We'll yeah. get a driver. Yeah. Especially the city. I right. Mean, oh, I can't right. stand it. Right. Well, the city's the worst. It, I mean, and you want to go there, but <sighs> right. you don't want to deal with circling around. That's why we don't go. Right. Toe, it ruins the whole night. That's why we don't go. Yeah. We, if there's a valet, there's a discussion. Right. But if, I, if, if if my wife, her name's Denise, if Denise says to me, let's go into the North End. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to the North How End. How am I going to get there? Yeah, right. What, what, I'm going to sit in, tra- so I'm going to complain before we, yeah. we're going to sit in traffic. Right. You're going to get, you're going to get upset. That's why yeah. I love you with the complaining. Yeah. Right. 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 100%. She's going to complain about it. We got traffic. Yeah. I'm going to get, it, you know, itchy in the car. Yeah. Right. Like, what's with this? Then we're going to get to the North End. Yeah. We're going to pull up to the valet. They're going to tell me they're full. And then I've got to go either yeah. overpay at some other valet at a different right. restaurant and walk half the North End. Over cobblestones. Right. Yeah. Or I have to find a garage. Yes. Because you're not going to find a park, yeah. a spot on the street. And if no. you do. Hell no. No. And if you do, someone's going to hit your car as they're parking anyway. Yes. A hundred percent. That's why I, I right. have a Suburban. It doesn't fit. I Anywhere. put it in a parking she spot. She has a Suburban. I, it got hit. When it was parked because somebody backed because it's too big. Yeah, forget mm. it. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. yeah, the whole car thing is a very good idea. Yeah. So how far how far from home do you think you would have to go in order to to do the car thing? Like to order. So, for example, I my first experience with this was my girlfriend's husband threw her party in the theater district. Okay. So it's in the city. And see what are you doing? I just threw away my oh. uh, diet coke. Yeah. Party was started Sorry. at eight, and I thought. Plus, you had several other things that day as well. Yeah, and I was like, you were like nonstop. I was going to be tired, and still eight o'clock. Start, eight o'clock like, at night. I go to bed at nine thirty, but I wanted to go. This is one of my dearest friends in the world, and my husband couldn't go, and 
I was like, I don't even know where I'm going to park. And I got the big car. And even if I take the smaller car. And I called Darren. I said, can you take me in and out of the party? He said, absolutely. Drop me off right out front. I texted him when I was done. Done. He's like, I'll be there in 15. Awesome. And he, and you know what? Thank God I did it because I came out. I haven't partied in the city in 20 years, right? I come out. And even if I do, I come out and there's, I'm talking to the doorman. I'm like, what's that line of kids there? He's like, oh, they're going underground to, to a party underground. And what are these guys doing over here? I would have come out by myself, like, where is my car? Mm-hmm. Go, And now I have to go find it in a parking garage by myself. You know, like none of it. And you know what? He came and picked me up. Done. We chatted the whole way home. I would have been exhausted too driving home, which again is not safe. That he's a professional driver. That was it. In totally. And out. Totally. It's but so but you don't do Uber. I won't Uber. I not by Cause, myself. Because I don't feel safe getting in a car with someone I don't know. Okay. I feel fine. If I'm with my husband or with someone else, but I'm not going to Uber by myself. I do. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's me personally. Totally get it. I don't need to. I can drive there. I yeah, can yeah. drive home. But to have someone that I know pick me up. Darren, he just picked us up for the cruise. Yeah. Dumped us off in Boston. Yeah. We got off the cruise. There he was. Yeah. If we For airport, I, mean, I say, this is my flight. He'll say, okay. Day before, he's like, this is what time I want you ready. I do say, Darren, can we leave a little bit later? <laughs> Likes to get there very early. Yeah. Which I'm actually okay with because then I can relax when I get yeah, in there. So you got to have a plug for Darren because he sounds amazing. Yeah. So he is. And he da- just got a new truck. Darren, what's he, Precision? What's Darren who? And what's the name? Darren Striggles. Yeah. Darren Striggles. S-T-R-I-G-G-L-E-S. Darren. Yeah. Yeah. And he's our friend, Sonia's, who's yeah. also an agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her dad. Okay, so he so that's his thing. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's a driver. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he'll drive he to concerts. Own... He'll drive to dinner. He'll yep. drive you wherever you need to go. That's yep. amazing. And there yep. are always it's funny. There are always people like posting on Facebook. Who's good to take me to the airport? Who yep. should I? Darren struggles. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. actually, he wants to come on the podcast. We love Dad. Yeah, we love Yeah, he just yeah. got the plug. He got the plug. Yeah, yeah, and it's someone you know. Right. Yeah. For me, that's well. We know him because we've been using him. I understand. Right. But Meredith said. She she knows him and she's comfortable with him versus calling an Uber. And, right, correct. And he might be ten bucks more to go to Boston or twenty bucks more to go to Boston and back, but she doesn't have to think about who am I getting in the car with, what kind of a car is it, mm-hmm. is it going to break down? Mm-hmm. So I get, it. yeah, I get it. Well, you could get Uber X. It's a nicer car. I don't need Uber X. She doesn't need it. Uber Black. Oh. Uber Black. Uber Black. Well, that's basically what he is. Correct. He's right. got a big black car. He's got right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, I mean, the black's twice as expensive. I bet, I bet you the black is the same price as. I don't he know. Is. I haven't priced it out. I just pay him. We just pay him. We say, Darren, what do we owe you? Yeah. Well, because uh, it's not like it, I'm using it, it on a day to day basis, right? I get you. And, and it's if you go to, yeah, if you're going into the city, <laughs> Meredith, I, I don't even go out that much. I would like you to get picked up for the podcast. <laughs> then, okay, you're really a big star. Then I have to drive it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tooting around town would probably be annoying, but for an event. You know, I've already, we have the um, Army-Navy game coming up. Yep. So I've already talked to them. Like, we're going to need driver that weekend. And I'll have people lined up because we've got a lot of people flying in for that game. And, you know, I mean, anybody who just went to concerts recently, right? It's concert season. My husband went to Chris Stapleton. I told him, do you want me to call Darren? And he was like, no. And <laughs> he drove up to Canton to connect up with a party bus 
to drive to Mansfield, only to then go back to Canton to drive to Easton. I'm tired. It was that was silly. It sounds like a lot. They were stuck in the parking lot at Uh Great Woods or whatever it's called now. Right. For three hours. That's so. Three hours after after the concert. That is not epic. That, that, that makes me not want to go to concerts anymore. <laughs> right. That's so why. I'm, I'm not about, I'm not about that. <sighs> no, I could never do that. I'm not, I, just like I, I don't like to wait for dinner either. So we I'm don't like you. to wait no, for dinner. No, I won't. Yeah, I, I don't need to wait for right. dinner. I'm oh, not right. waiting 40 minutes to get a table. No, we no. like to sit down and be served yeah. immediately. Only yeah. place I'll wait a bit is Town Spa. Farmer's Daughter, because you can go and text, you can say, here's my name, and then I go run errands, and, leave. and they text me. Yeah. You're so three I'm, up. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. But that means I have to drive 10 minutes to Farmer's Daughter to put my name in right. and then go home yeah. and then wait for them to text me. Yeah. I only do it if so. I'm like tooting around town yeah, yeah, yeah. in that area. Right. So don't blame do. you. Yeah. Don't blame me. So now Steve's a foodie mm-hmm. and that's why we all get along so well because Steve mm. and Denise and Tony, you know, Tony eats. Tony we, eats we love eating. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an epic experience in Boston you just had. It was. Where else have you guys been going lately? Trying to think. Have you done the, the noodles with the cheese wheel? <laughs> That's so, my next thing I'm going to do. Hold on a minute. I can't wait. There's a place in, I've been to Aruba once in my life. Okay. I had it. Oh. I won't use the word because it, apparently I'm overusing it. It is the pinnacle. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it is. I have I have a video of it on my phone. I do too. I when I see it, my mouth squirts. Mm. So the, the whole thing, and I don't know what the brandy or whatever they put in there, and they burn off the alcohol, and then it melts that cheese, oh. and then they throw the pasta in, yeah. and they scrape the cheese. Yes, oh. yes. This is what oh I need. I saw God. videos of this, and I'm like, yes. In fact, we might go in February to Aruba. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Who? Um, my girlfriend's going. It's her birthday. See, this is what's great when you have friends who turn fifty. And if they want, because most of us don't really want to do anything. Right. I didn't anyway. I was like, yep. I'm good. Meredith really go ruined her birthday for me. Yeah. She's like, I'll get my own cake. I don't like surprises. I don't want this and I don't want that. I go, fine. So we did nothing. Yeah. And I was happy. Where'd you get the cake from? Well, we ended up not because Shaw's? we were busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, she got, that like must that have cake, been something else. Shaw's? I oh. only wanted a simple birthday cake. I got it. That was it. I, I wanted, wanted to go I to Candida Meister. Right. Yeah. I was good. Anyway, but I have another friend who said, and she's told me for a while now she wants to go on a trip and so she's kind of will it just be girls no um but she goes to aruba in february has this is they've been doing it for a few years now and and that's right around when they go so i said well we'll if that's what you want we'll go to aruba you 100 percent need to go yeah I've been once, Steve's but it's been a long time. Steve has something to we say. We just got him. So we were there, I don't know what it was, 10 years ago. Yeah. And I dream about it yeah. and watch the video yeah. frequently. <laughs> so we just Are you got going? We just got an invitation to go to a wedding in Aruba. I think it's in March. <gasps> oh. And I said to Denise, we're not going to Aruba for a wedding. We did. And then you said, wait a minute. And then minute. I said, wait a minute. Yeah. You remembered the wheel, the cheese wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but Ar- So I didn't realize how costly it is to go to Aruba. Oh, you can't get in that front frame. Or you won't go. I get it. Yeah. So I, I I just didn't know. Excuse me. the big number overall and say, it's going to cost me Here's a whatever. man that just yeah. came back from an Italian excursion. But you just don't think Aruba is going to cost you really when you, you so, price it out. Right. Aruba is just another yeah. Caribbean island. Yeah. yeah. Right? So Puerto Rico and St. Yeah. Martin and St. Thomas yeah. and whatever. So it's yeah. Aruba. And... One happy island. So yeah. I 
you know, Denise said how she really wants to go. It's a friend yeah. of hers she grew up with. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 800 to 1,000 a flight. Easy. Yeah. And there's only- 500 you know, bucks a night for a stay. Couldn't find 500 bucks a yep. night for a stay. You guys are really <laughs> bringing me down because I didn't mention this. But I think I'm going back to Aruba for Super Bowl. Of course you are. You guys had a great time. Why would you not? But you guys are making me feel depressed. It's you know what? It's not depressing. It's only depressing until you make the commitment. Then it's not yeah. then it's not depressing. Right. Then it's just like whatever. Yeah. This is what it is. If, you know, and if you're gonna go to Aruba for a wedding and the wedding's one night and there's probably a dinner for yeah. you know or a brunch. Right. So you're really going all right, so you're not going to go to Aruba for a day. So right. you're going to extend it to how many days? Five days. You're going to stay five days, Yeah, that's four what nights. we did. Yeah. And it was fine. Four, uh, four I nights. don't need seven. Right. For me. Uh, me either. Yeah. Me either. So four nights. Yeah, yeah. that's sixth and seventh day. You're done. Too you're much. already thinking about going home. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. Plus I'm, the flight, you could go direct there. Right. And it's like, it's easy transition food-wise, language-wise. Mm. It's always beautiful weather. Right. But yeah, I mean- it's not an it's not an inexpensive destination wedding, and maybe right. that's no. why people have destination weddings. Right, so you don't come. Right, they weed out <laughs> they weed out the people that. Meh. We did that. But the cheese wheel. The mm. cheese wheel, yeah. Again, is that your favorite thing? The, the Wait, pinnacle. Better than any of the food you ate in Italy. Hundred <gasps> percent. And, and at least tied for. Tied for, I would say, wow. yeah, tied. That is something, huh? Tied with um, uh, carbonara that I don't even eat. But I was in Rome and they said, you have to have the carbonara. I forget what carbonara is. So, it's not white sauce. Yeah. Oh, it is? It's made with egg and crispy pancetta. And I don't know if it's cream or oh. cheese or whatever. It was so decadent and so amazing. And by the way, very simple ingredients. It's all about the execution of it. So that was a second. Oh, a close second. I have a question for you guys. Go. What? You're going to what you believe is going to be an epic experience for dinner. Yep. How do you guys prep the day of? Do, or do you have a prep? Totally. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you have a prep? Wait a minute. Am I not doing something? I need to prep. Give it to me. Give it to me. I got to hear this. That's so funny. That's so funny. And I don't blush often, but that, 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 when you said it, I was like- what, Are you cleaning out your bowels? Guilty as What are you doing? Food is have it. It's there. What do you do? Um, I mean, it almost starts the night before, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there isn't a breakfast. There has to be a, a lunch. It has to be early and it has to be light. Mm. So it can't be anything that's going to fill me up for a lot. So I don't eat a lot of- of heavy lunches anyway. Mm -hmm. For dinner, I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so there has to be, if I can, there has to be exercise in the day so I can, so my body's ready for all of it. Um, I, I have to have, I have to have lunch and I have to stay hydrated. Oh, mm. hydrated. Yeah, and I don't care about hydration, by the way. <laughs> but if I know I'm going out for what you just described is I'm going out for an epic dinner. Yeah. Yeah, the prep is my body has to be ready for the flavors, the volume of food, being ready to try everybody else's or anything um, and have some cocktails along with it because if you're going out for an epic dinner, you got to have cocktails. Not that I won't have a dinner without because I, I only but drink- But there's a mixologist there. 100%. Yeah, right. So, but but the prep is that <laughs> lunch, 
Lunch cannot be an event that day. Mm -hmm. It has to just be a filler. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I can't eat it every four hours like a lot of people. I need five or six hours anyway. So. <laughs> fun record. <laughs> Somebody's stopping us? Yes. <laughs> Adam wrecks our fun every, every week. Uh, is, but wait a minute, Adam. Uh, Adam. I, are you like a are you like a like a wedding band? Can I pay you for the extra hour? I, is that, is that? No, you'll just have to come back. I yeah. can come back. Wait, so there is exercising, there is so hydration. So you don't, you don't have any plan when you go out to special dinner? Not really. I mean, I try not to gorge myself like I usually gorge myself during the day. Yeah. As we talked about, I'm a volume eater. <laughs> um, but I don't exercise. I don't hydrate. Do you, I don't get into a mental space. So I, I just say, I yay, I'm going out for dinner. I would I, actually have my part of my prep is similar to yours. Exercise and hydration. Not necessarily, but light eating. Yep. Right. I, I, well, that I makes sense. I would not eat. My husband would not eat. That oh, would be I can't part of his that. program. Oh, I think that's counterproductive. Yeah. I actually would have a light snack before I go because I don't want to go hungry. in ravenous. You don't want to go in ravenous. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to go, if you go in dehydrated, then you have a half a drink. Right. And, and so you. And oh, also, right. I need to have a little bit in my belly because if I have a drink while we're just waiting for 100%. apps and I'll get drunk and right. that's not fun. It's going to hit me in the head so fast. Right. That's not worth it. Absolutely. I, I yeah. didn't even think of all these things. <laughs> yeah. So I got something to hold me over. Right. And it's, and if I, you know, if dinner's at seven, then by one o'clock, whatever it is that's going to hold me over has to be ingested. Yep. It's got to be done. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have eight glasses of, you know, one an hour for eight. Yeah. Hours, but I'm gonna make sure that I have, yeah, fluid in my body so yeah. that when I do drink, if because yeah. I haven't eaten a lot that day because I want to leave room for all the yeah. goodies, I you know I, I don't want to be dehydrated because that half like you said that half yeah. drink will ruin it. So yes, there is a there's definitely a prep, <laughs> and then I and then I work backwards like, I think like most people, but maybe I'm tapped that way. If dinner's at seven, I know I got to leave at six, which means I got to be in the shower at five, which mm -hmm. means I have to get home from work at whatever time in order to do s this much paperwork. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that wow. that, that yeah. whole day is a prep when it's an epic event. If yeah. we're just going out to dinner, yeah, not so much, right? Because sometimes, a lot of times, it's last minute. Hey, what are you? What, what are, are you doing? guys doing? What are you doing? But Tony will say, "Well, we're just walking into Gourmet Garden." I said, "All right, we'll be there in ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no there's no prep, right? Yeah. But if you're but if it's an event. Or a special occasion, or you're going someplace we've never been that we're dying to go. Yeah. And it's supposedly, you know, the greatest food or the greatest experience or both. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a prep. <laughs> well, we still have to go to that restaurant in Boston. That has not been forgotten. And I forget oh, the name right. of it, but I have Hugh. to look. Hugh. 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 What? Right. Hugh. Hugh. It's across the street from Copley Place. It's on the corner of... Now I feel like we're going to get a driver that night. Just to make will. it into a full experience. We will. Right? We will. And Denise will be thrilled because none of... Because, no one has to worry about anyone. Rumor has it, Tony likes a cocktail. I've, I've seen you sip a cocktail once or twice. Does the sodium in a dirty bother you? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rephrase the question. Yeah. Do you what, care Can you? sodium... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? In a dirty. Like am I, I find that the sodium content makes me feel like crap. No, I'm fine. So I've actually changed. I haven't been drinking dirties. It's too oh. much salt. Yeah. But I don't know. It just might be my body. What about hot and dirty? Well, it's the same thing. It's just spicy. What about tequila? A spicy tequila. I do like tequila. 
I like anything. Now. I think you should try tequila. I mean, the Aperol sounds fun. I know. Are you going to do the Aperol hit Steve's drink? Yeah. So it's really. Now it, I want yeah. one. You know, I have can all we get these one? bottles of Prosecco at my house. Yeah. That's perfect, Mario. Yeah. Two fingers. Yep. The two fingers. Yeah. Adam, fine. Right. Adam, now he says. We're Steve Stein, this has been so much fun. Did you I love did, it? Yeah. Wait, am I right? Did you love Steve Stein? Yes. I, I can't believe Mary. an hour's gone. I, well, this is what I told you. Everyone like. Hashtag Steve Stein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The it. wheel guy. Yeah. We're going to have you back. Guy. We're going to have you back on again. As my sister would say. We're going to. It's wheelie really funny. It's wheelie really funny. I like to say <laughs> wheel. We're going to We're gonna have you come back on. And maybe Denise, September? if she'll join us. September? Um, after we go out for our, our epic dinner at Hugh. Maybe you guys should plan it. Yeah. Around let's book you for September. Yeah. And what do you think? You can go to dinner can... before. What do you think? Are you good guys good for September? Yes. All right. And don't forget we're planning our thing... Duxbury Beach Day too. What? Um, kids are going to going away for five. We're, oh, you we're watching the grandchildren for five days, but that's at the beginning. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, that's well, we'll go, it. Thank you for that's inviting me here. You're and welcome. next time we can talk about just food. Yep. Um, and if people care about uh, cars or watches or... I or care about watches. Actually, if you ever have a question about anything in the entire world, call Steve Stein. <laughs> and that's it, folks. I know a little Thanks about for, a lot. That's Thanks for the having show. me. Time is up. Bye.